news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm here with my smoking hot co-host, who happens to be my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm so excited. How are you? Doing great. Did you like that intro? Great intro. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so today on the show, we have a young, fiery entrepreneur, Spence Sheldon. Yeah, Spence is great, and he's a perfect example of starting young and he's in that early stages there's big things uh, ahead for him but but you always think that best time to start a business is when you don't have family you don't have a, a house you don't have all these big commitments mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing's going to get in his way because right. he started off early and he's getting um, some of the he's not scared of failure right now he's, right. he's just pushing along and, and big dreams ahead yeah he's so cool because he is um, one of the dream big guys so he went to Bob's dream big a couple times after I did and he this um, amazing Donato's is just one of the many things he wants to do he's entrepreneur minded he's speaking all around um, the town and he has big visions for what he wants to do and I think that's so important for entrepreneurs to have a plan in place. Now we have to know that we can't hold that plan so close because things change, but he has big dreams of doing big things in in a lot of different areas. And um, let's talk about that blueprint that he has from his parents. Yeah, they have a very successful pharmaceutical business, pharmacy business, Mm -hmm. not pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. business, pharmacy. And they're all about customer service and they do a great job when you go uh, you don't expect that kind of customer service at a pharmacy, but right. you get tremendous customer service. And, and he has his mom and his dad, uh, biggest cheerleaders right there with yeah. him. When you go into the store, you see him uh, wiping down tables for him and, and uh, always supporting him. But uh, it's great to have that kind of role model and, yeah. and mentorship that, that's there to show him the way and, and be a resource. Yeah. And his parents, like you said, are so successful and they have pharmacies in multiple states. And so Spence has been able to see his parents grow this incredible business. And he's learned so many tools that he can take to his Donato's. And like you said, the pharmacy is customer service based. It's, I remember the first time I went, you know, I was blown away and I thought, man, if only every business could be like Sheldon pharmacy in the way that they treat their customers. And then lo and behold, Donato's pops up and you go get your pizza and you get a love note on it. A lot of times, maybe if you're the nooses you do, but it was awesome. Yeah. I love anytime we get a box, it has not just hey, thanks, Spence, it has a big long letter mm-hmm. uh, basically written on top of the box, but yeah. but he really seems genuinely grateful and, and it's just a, a nice little touch that you want to make sure you're continuing to support him. I agree. And you know, by him doing that note, our kids, I mean, we don't 
order from any other pizza shop at all, but then they love it when it gets delivered. They're like, oh, Spence wrote us a note. And it's something that like, then people look at the box and we normally have pizza when friends are over. And so then everybody sees it. So as a business mind, it's a really smart move too. customer service is always good. Customer service is always a smart move in business. It always is. And then, and when you look at him, it says so much about him that he went and did his own thing. And mm-hmm. it, most people in his situation could very easily just become a f- pharmacist and, and mm-hmm. get into the family business. But but he knew what his road was and, and he chased his own dreams and, and yeah. he's being successful and big yeah. things ahead. There's going to be big things ahead. And the other thing I really love about him is how excited he is for other people. I mean, I remember last time we went in there and he was talking to you about schooling and just so excited for what you've done. And he'll talk to the kids about school or how things are going or me. And so he takes the time with his customers and the people around him because he knows that's who supports his business. And I think he's seen that from the years of his parents, you know, in business. So I do believe as entrepreneurs, one of the big things that you must seek out are mentors because it's a blueprint for you as well. So find those people who you think are doing things really well and figure out and study how they're doing it. I wouldn't say copy them because each of us are made unique in individuals, but I would say follow along with what they're doing if it's working. No doubt. That's a important part of it. And, and he's a fun example. I'll be interested years down the road listening to this podcast, but Many of the other podcasts you've done, they've kind of been on the the back end of their career on some mm-hmm. of them, and and he's on the front end. So to yeah, uh, it's kind of a different approach you're taking on this one to to hear somebody with big up and coming dreams, right? And hearing it here first. Yeah, we're gonna follow him closely. So he's a pretty amazing guy. So let's jump over and listen to Spence Sheldon. I would like to welcome my next guest, Spence Sheldon. Spence, I'm super excited that we're getting time to chat today. Yes, Sarah, I am so pumped. Uh, I'm just super thrilled and ecstatic to be here um, and looking forward to us chatting a little bit. Yes. Okay, so you're my fellow dream big friend from Bowling Green because there's only two of us that have been to Bob's awesome dream big. And so we definitely bonded over that. But you have a story to tell. So before we get started too much, will you introduce yourself and kind of let us know a little bit about who Spence is? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, so I am I'm originally from Bowling Green, Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, where we both reside now. Um, um, born and raised, I, I left Bowling Green for my last year of high school and finished up at a boarding school at IMG Academy in Florida. Um, early on for me, it was sports. Sports kind of defined me um, and kind of who I was um, and what I was about. Uh, you know, obviously sports taught me a lot of hard work. Um, and then to kind of fast forward, I, um, I walked on at the University of Western. Uh, here in awesome. Bowling Green and played basketball. Um, and so that's kind of a really s- small sneak peek of myself. I have three brothers. Um, I have a brother that graduated law school at Ole Miss and is in the Virgin Islands, and he is married to uh, his wife, uh, and that she's an attorney, and she's practicing law down in the Virgin Islands. I have another brother that's in Nantucket. Um, I have another brother that's in Bowling Green. Um, uh, running pharmacies for my dad, and then I have a little sister playing tennis at Belmont, 
Um, and then a little bit about myself. Um, I'm just slinging pizza and opened up my first uh, restaurant about a year ago. So that is that's so cool. A little bit of me. Yeah, I love that. Okay, can you tell our listeners how old you are? I'm 26 years old. I just turned 26. Yeah. Um, and when I opened up, I was, well, when you go through the process, and I am a franchise of franchising, um, and going through all the paperwork and all the craziness on the front end, I was 24. So okay. this was just kind of, uh, yeah, very foreign for me, but I knew that I just wanted to get rolling. Right. Okay. So you are a Donato's Pizza franchise owner. Um, but what's yeah. really interesting is, are you the youngest, would you say, franchise owner that they have? Do you know that? Oh gosh, yeah, probably <laughs> by thirty years, I yeah, would say. I don't. I, I that's no so idea, cool. But it is, uh, yeah, and that was half the reason why. Um, you know, kudos to Donatos that I, I chose this franchise because when I made the initial phone call, um, I was treated like an adult. You know, yeah. and 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 I I wasn't treated like some kid that didn't really have a pot to pee in. Uh, they weren't really worried about the financials. Obviously, that came. Um, yeah. But for me, it was they treated me like an adult and I was able to just kind of tell them who I was, what I was about. Yeah. Um, and, and I just kind of got the ball rolling. So that's so awesome. What I think so cool about your story and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on our show is you're young owning a business, much less a franchise, which is an investment. And there's a right. lot that comes along with that. So I think your story is super amazing. Um owning Donato's and I know from our time together that you have so many more dreams that you have in store right. but I want to talk a little bit about your journey um to get to this pizza so your background right. as far as w were you always set out to I want to run a pizza joint or kind of share with us yeah. a little bit that oh gosh such a good question because I think especially nowadays in social media world and the compare game and, and just millennials in general, we just want that dream job, right? So to, so to answer your question, I never in a million years even thought about um, pizza, much less the restaurant industry. It was just um, kind of an opportunity in front of me. Um, and I knew I just wanted to go, right? So right. you have uh, everyone my age and my um, and us millennials who want to do this thing that we love and that we're passionate about. And I'm not telling you that you can't. Um, I'm just telling you the, how it happened for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that, that my dreams, my big goals, and my big aspirations, um, they're going to come to uh, fruition. Um, but for me, I just know I needed to go. I needed to start. And I think... Um, how I kind of came up on the um, the pizza industry and the hospitality side of things was, uh, you know, I took a, a, a note out of Bob's book and finding my fast pony, right? Mm -hmm. So I had so many ambitions and so many things I wanted to do, um, but I just had to identify what was going to get me to where I wanted to be in the long run the quickest. Right. So I, I was in, I went to Nashville and I did some of the music things and I waited tables here at Pinewood. Um, and then I, um, I, I worked for my uncle's dog cleaners and I was an athlete for 24 years. You know, mm -hmm. that's all I knew. Um, so there was a lot of places I could have coached. I could have, um, I could have kept on, kept on with the music thing. Cause that was a big dream of mine. Um, and so there was a lot of things that I could have jumped into. Um, but I knew ultimately I just wanted to love on people. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, what my goal in, in the long run really was just, I just wanted to change lives. I wanted to inspire people. Um, a lot like what you're doing right now. Um, and I just wanted to just feed life and do life with people. So what better way than do that 
um, than the restaurant industry and being able to see all walks of life every single day um, and being able to just feed life into people, yeah. you know, no pun intended. So <laughs> that's kind of how I came up uh, with the, the whole restaurant piece. It was yeah. never what I intended to do. Um, I still struggle daily because I'm still 26 years old. Like, okay, God, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I really don't. I, I just, today wasn't the best day for me. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the responsibility. Right. I would much rather be with my buddies doing this, doing that. And, and you know, he just kind of looks at me like, no, this is kind of the path you chose. Right. Um, you got to see it through. So, um, to, you know, long story short, I people, people is yeah, why I got into people. the restaurant industry. Um, I, my, my dad had um, ran a lot of successful businesses in the past, and it really didn't matter what business you or pharmacy pharmacies or um goodness gracious dry cleaners it was always about the people and customer service mm-hmm. and i knew that if i was just going to work harder than the next guy and then definitely love harder than the next guy mm-hmm. i was going to be okay so. i love that okay so for those that don't know your family they yeah. like it could be that your last name could be service because that's what your family right. speaks is oh, service. Gosh. Your mom is one of the most incredible women that I know. In yes, fact, and I haven't even said anything. Oh, about well, she, we could mom. have a whole podcast on Terry Sheldon. And I actually yes, so she's the best thank you note writer ever. And <laughs> I have saved every single thank you note because it speaks such life. But what she does and what I believe she's taught you and your father have right. taught you is just pour into people and tell them yeah. who they are, who they're becoming, what they're able to do. And um, your mom, and it's a whole nother topic that we're going to have to do on a different podcast, but she started bringing basically church to the streets, you know, loving on people and showing Jesus through a ministry called curbside, which that's when we fell in love with your family. And I don't know if you've heard this story, but um, when we were new into Bowling Green, I'd heard about curbside, which is your mom's amazing ministry or your family's ministry. But then I had a daughter that was sick and I just, I didn't know many pharmacies and I was like, here, this one's close. It was a literally like (laughs) Google look up and it was Sheldon pharmacy, which um, your family owns. And I remember going there and I was new to town, sick kid. And they treated me, the the service was unbelievable. And I'm thinking, this is just a pharmacy. How do I feel like royalty here? And then I connected the dots to your mom and then connected the dots to you. And I'm like, wow, these parents have done something so right. And um, service is just the family name for you guys, which I think is so amazing. Well, yeah, I know for sure. Goodness gracious, my upbringing was people uh, and service and just, um, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Mom's ministry was just one of the many things, us growing up, where it was never about us. Mm. Um, and then, and, and they just, they did a really, really good job of that. So, yes, Curbside was a huge piece of, uh, early on, I, you know, obviously having a business now of my own, it's a huge responsibility. And I'm probably the worst son in the world because I don't get to visit <laughs> Curbside as much as I could. But mom adores it. And right. it is a huge part of what we do as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you best believe, yes, I absolutely uh, am proud to have that on our family's resume, but uh, as well as mine moving forward. And then um, dad as well, obviously, with um, medication in the healthcare industry right. you were just serving you know serving and, and now people. with me mm-hmm. serving pizza that's what that's what you're doing yeah. and I, I honestly believe that the happiest people in the world just do for others all day yes, right so I agree. so like i just don't um when you're just constantly doing for the next guy mm-hmm. i just ultimately think we're also 
the happiest people, right. you know? So, um, yes, my mom's ministry has been such a blessing to me and my family. Um, it's given more to us, I know, and it's, um, gosh, giving mom something to do now mm-hmm. that all the kids are flowing the coop. <laughs> that's right. No so, more sports um, to watch, I guess, except your sister. But um, right, that's yeah, awesome. Right. But I remember coming to Donato's, you know, we came the opening week and then um, my family's been, actually, we don't go in as much as we call you guys to deliver to us. And right, every right. time we get a delivery, it's not just a pizza, but it's a nice written note on the box. Yeah. And my kids love that. It's like, hey, we got a note from Spence. Um, but <laughs> I remember going in and eating early on with the kids and they had gobbled up all their pizza because the pizza is amazing. Yes. But you were right. sitting there talking to us and you got, you said, are you guys still hungry? You want more? You could tell that they did. And so you just ordered up a whole nother pizza. And it was one of those acts of service that as a mom, I was trying to hold a conversation with you, but make sure my kids weren't like wild, you know, of course, and you of saw course. that and you filled a need. And I think, you know, we have, um, Brandon Bray from Chick-fil-A on our podcast too. And he's talking about the service and you have right. that at Donato's, your parents have it, the pharmacy has it. So I think anybody in business or anybody wanting to do something big, if you have a heart of service, people will be drawn to your product. Um, now, okay, talking about your story, and we, I love the pizza element. I think it's just really interesting. But I right. want to kind of backtrack a little bit on roadblocks. I mean, one, you started really young, which so did I, and I love that. Like, I love young entrepreneurs. Right. Um, but what failures and detours did you experience along the way? There was, gosh, there was so much. So that's a loaded question. I think I failed daily, first of all. <laughs> Um, and, and being able to overcome and just having been extended so much grace, um, I've just learned to extend so much grace, but to pinpoint a few, number one is I was just, um, I was young, um, and I was a go getter and I knew what I, oh, I thought I knew, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm totally different human being than I was a year from now. I'm so grateful, but I thought I knew what I was doing. I mm-hmm. thought I had it all going on. I didn't need anyone's help other than financially. Um, I knew what Spence had to offer. So um, I was just a young, you know, go-getter, entrepreneur, still had the service mentality, still loved people. I don't don't think you would have saw me any different a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But personally, on a personal level, I I didn't really ask for help. Help wasn't really, help wasn't really a thing. I thought I had this going on. And looking back now, I was so ill-equipped. Um, not only in my personal life, um, at a 24 year old, you can only imagine I was Mm. still struggling with a lot of the insecurities that I still deal with today, but just finding my identity. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, starting out, my identity was going to be the business, right? I was going to be this young 24 year old entrepreneur, owned his own business. Um, and that was going to be who I was. And quickly I realized that couldn't be my why that couldn't be why Mm. I was working 70 hours, 70, 80 hours a week because it wasn't worth it, right? Mm. And so asking for help and just being a prideful little, you know, a prick, honestly, just <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, me and my dad fought over and over and over. And, yeah. You know, I think it's important to know that he was definitely my investor on the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for any entrepreneur moving forward, um, there is no more going to the bank, you know, anymore mm-hmm. to, to, to get to get a loan. You know, you can't buy credit. Mm-hmm. Um, you essentially have to go somewhere and you have to someone you've got to be willing. Someone has to be willing to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and really any good investor knows um, that they're not necessarily seeing a penny out of the business until, you know, two or three years. So mm-hmm. someone's got to keep the lights on. 
for two or three years. What are you doing today to make yourself, uh, you know, applicable for for something like that for someone to look at you and say yeah you've got what it takes let me invest in you for half a million dollars so i was fortunate enough to have my dad do that but i didn't ask for him help you know Mm -hmm. i asked for him help on the front end because i didn't have a pot to pee and i was just graduating college and trying to figure myself out but that was a huge deal and Mm -hmm. then on a personal level being able to not say i mean the reason i think we've been so successful and the way um in the restaurant industry is because I am so hospitable, mm. but another huge, huge hurdle about six months in, I couldn't say no. Mm. And it, it, I, I really, I, I just couldn't. I mean, there was people coming in, Hey, can we have pizzas for this? Can you donate pizzas here? Um, and I wouldn't say we were losing money, but the, the business model was definitely blown to pizzas because mm. we had this kid in here trying to run this business <laughs> that was just, you get a pizza and you get a pizza, and you get a pizza <laughs> right? So, so it was just, um, that was a huge hurdle for me. And then obviously staffing mm. um, in the restaurant industry, if I'm getting kind of, you know, more um, honing in more on the restaurant industry as a whole, that's a lot of industries, mm-hmm. but mine especially was just finding, you know, good people and a good staff. Right. Um, and, and I've learned that, you know, not only do I want to love on my employees, I mean, my customers, you've got to love on your employees mm-hmm. and, and, and you've got to invest just as much time in them as you're willing to do in your customers. Because if you're not, then I, I think it's phony. I think right. it's fake. I yeah. think are you really portraying this this love service mentality if you're not willing to do the same for your employees? And, and it's not that I didn't do that early on. I just do a whole lot, you yeah. know, heck of a lot better now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, those are kind of my biggest hurdles. I mean, I have hurdles every day, Sarah. Like, right. it's just crazy. And this industry, you come in and it's something totally different every single day. But the biggest thing was just asking for help. Yeah. I go to my dad now, you know, probably on a regular basis. And, you know, we hit it, you know, we, we, but it had a lot early on because he would come to me and be like, Spence, like I've been here. I've been in this, mm. you know, adolescent stage of a business. Why don't you let me? I'm like, dad, I don't need your help. Yeah. You, you know? didn't and, want the help. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the help. But now, oh my goodness, <laughs> I have, I've, I've got responsibility up to my eyeball yeah. and, and you just you want help. You need what help. What a mentor um, to have your dad. Who's like, the business guru who has businesses in so many different states, you know, and that was hard. I think that was why it was so hard. Right. Honestly. And I cut you off, but it was because he hadn't been there. I just wanted to pave my own way. Right. Yeah. And it was so hard to go for him, but right. That's so cool. But I love it because that's a, failure that you look back and think like you learned probably through that process by saying no to your dad, but then, yes. you know, opening that door, like I'm sure it mended a relationship too. And now he's probably not only seeing you as a, you know, great son, but also, wow, you're learning so much about business. So I want to talk course. a little bit about, okay, so you graduate college and you said that pizza wasn't always on your mind like what was the big dream or was it were you searching or did you have a big dream and as you said like this was a stepping stone to something else what what was your thought when you graduated college like I want to what yeah so I think one of the biggest oversights in our solar system honestly is for um, athletes coming out of just that athletic world Mm -hmm. and trying to find themselves right I think you're put on such a platform and in my family sports was a big deal it never took precedence over you know Jesus but it was obviously a huge huge deal in our home we all played sports and you know most of us if not all of us at the collegiate level so 
that was just all I knew. And I knew mm-hmm. that high and I knew that feeling of being really good at something. Um, and so when basketball was over for me, I tell people all the time, it, it was back to three or four year old Spence. Cause that's when I began yeah. my basketball journey. Um, at 24, dribbling a little Nerf ball around, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it didn't make any sense to me. I was starting completely over. So yeah. to answer your question, I had no idea where I was headed. I knew I wanted that high yeah. of running out of a tunnel. You know, I knew I wanted that high of being on the big stage and right. wanting the platform. Right. Uh, but don't we all, right? So right. I was just, that was just my biggest dream, you know, coming out of college. And what I soon realized was now fast forwarding, you know, I guess three years from that point was every one of my tables is a stage. Every person yeah. that walks into my restaurant is a stage. You know, mm-hmm. you're never going to have as much um, influence as you do the person right in front of you. We all want the huge stage and the platform and we want to speak to thousands. And that's great. Goodness gracious. That's nothing wrong with that. But that person sitting right in front in front of you, you know, needs you just as much as so the good. thousands and thousands that we want. So I'm able to go from stage to stage in my restaurant. We seat about, gosh, 98. Mm. Um, and so I get to go from stage to stage and just love on people and ask yeah. them how they're doing. You know, it's so much bigger than pizza. So that was just my dream. My dream was I wanted to be on stage. I want to, you know, influence people. And I wanted that um, – gosh, without sounding prideful, I wanted that high again, you know? Yeah. And so um, now it's so not like that. It's, it's not so far from who I am and who I want to be. But at that point, yeah, that's that's, that's what, what it was. Mean. It was, I'm ready for another platform, God. Okay, like yeah. basketball was my thing. That's what set me apart from everyone else. Now, can I get that thing? And I want it real quick, by right. the way, you know? <laughs> um, and that's just not the way this world yeah. works. So a huge humbling experience. And I love what Bob says too is, you know, who do I want to be or what's next for Spence? And it gives me so much hope to tell people, listen, I just want to be the most humble Mm. version of my next self, right? So the most humble version of Spence, you know, in six months from now. Right. That just gives me so much hope. And I think that works really well for people around us. Yes. What a great answer too. And I can see that as an athlete. I never was an athlete on a collegiate level. Um, Like your entire family has been. It's amazing how athletic you guys are. But I understand that. But when you're saying, man, I get to go speak to these tables in that one-on-one time and that person right in front of you, you can make such a big impact in small doses every single day. I mean, your staff, the people that come in, your drivers, you know, I think it's so amazing that you realize that because that will lead you to the big stage later on, which I think is super cool. Okay, so if we're playing, and I know you're saying I want to be the most humble version of Spence, which I think you are, and you know, just an awesome person. Right. But if we're dreaming big together on you know the call today, what's right. the big dream? Do you have it, or is it kind of like wherever God takes you? Or I mean, you've got to have something, Spence, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. I have a you know my huge dream is obviously I would love to write a book and yeah. just tell stories Mm. um just because i don't know i think this restaurant industry as a whole you just get all walks of life um and what in the restaurant industry really isn't you know it's kind of i love how bob talks about being a lawyer as his Mm. tuesday or just you know um and so and essentially that's what this is for me like you know this is going to allow me to do you know 
so much other stuff in the future and what that stuff is yeah i would love to speak i would love to write i would love to jump back in the music industry one day mm-hmm. um and really be a big player whether that be my own label or um or a publishing company or mm-hmm. anything like that. i just i love music i love what it brings to the table um but i just love the music industry as a whole but also you know the left side of my brain kind of artsy mm-hmm. um side you know i would love to you know still do some of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I can't wait to do my own restaurants as well. Yeah. You know, designing a restaurant, picking out my chef. What is what is this um you know, what does this entree look like? How yeah. can we fix this? You know, and so that's the art side of me that I really, really want to get back to mm-hmm. more than the business side of me. Right. And so because I think when you open up your own business, you just kinda looked at it as this business guy and suit and ties and right. entrepreneur and and honestly that's just not who I am. And so when you open up your own business, that's just kind of what you're portrayed yeah. to be and do. And so, you know, I think there's just a huge demand right now with the social media world. Right. Um, to to get the message out about the compare game. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's mm-hmm. my big dream. I, I think I think for me is if someone can hop on a stage and tell all these millennials and all these young kids to quit comparing your hustle yeah. and your grind to someone else's highlight reel, mm. right? And all this Instagram and all the social media, there's nothing wrong with it, but right. understand what you're looking at, right? Yeah. And, and and I love what Bob says too, and I have so many Bob references, I'm so <laughs> glad we share uh-huh. um, um, that relationship. But Bob always says, you know, God doesn't compare what he creates. Mm. And so, like, why do I, you know, because I have people coming to me all the time, gosh, you're 26 and you have this business and you just got it all together. And I'm going, y'all, I am so far from got <laughs> it all together. Like, yeah. this is just scratching the surface of who I really want to be. Right. And really, the amount of service that's bottled in me that I can't wait mm. to just give it away, you know? I love that. Um, and so I, I just think that I have a story to tell and a message to tell about, listen, Y'all get off social media and go and work <laughs> yeah. and and there really isn't quick playing this compare game, right. you know, from your story to the next because it's just not healthy. Because yeah. what we do is we get this um gosh, I don't know, this anxiety, this this uh, performance anxiety, mm. if you will, because we're not doing what the next or the guy next to us right. is doing. Right. And then we fake it. And yes. then we completely fake it. And yeah. we want to put out there as if we are you know, the successful entrepreneur and the, and we're trendy and we say all the right things and we're funny, <laughs> right. you know, right? So then we when we fake it, we're just prolonging the journey and prolonging right. who we really, really are. And I think that's just the biggest mm. uh, miscommunication right now with my, uh, with us millennials is we just want to compare, compare, compare. Yeah. And I just don't think it's healthy. So and want it quickly, you know? Yeah. 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 I want it tomorrow. Right. right. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. You know, I am, um, you know, with what I'm doing and wanting to podcast and all that stuff, it all started with a book. And what I've realized is sometimes I'll spend too much time working on what this post would say. And I'm like, but the meat's actually the book. And so I've decided, hey, step back a little bit from social media, obviously push out these awesome podcasts, but make sure that I spend my time on the meat of the book on what really my heart is saying. And, um, it's, I mean, shoot, writing this book, I swear I'm like two years in. I'm like, why is this taking me so long? But yeah, well, you're juggling like four, three Well, but I a, think the thing is, is I have so much on my heart and you want it to be right and you want it to be perfect. And if it's going on in print, you want it to be the right way. So I want to right. take my time there. 
And, but, you know, the social media can just take away from our quality time of doing really quality work. Um, well, it's, as long as we know what we're looking at. Right. And yeah. I, like, I'm not saying to, you know, I think it's healthy to take a break. Yeah. Right. But we just got to know what we're looking at. Mm. I think we just get so caught up in it and we're, we, we spend hours watching cat videos. <laughs> don't, we don't, we've got to get back to real, you know, yeah. Bob always says, sync it up, right? Yeah. Sync up sync for it up. our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's really happening and quit looking at the phony fairy yeah. tales on, on mm-hmm. social media. Cause I promise you their, their life isn't all that grand yeah. either, but um, it, I just think it's such a huge misconception. Mm, what a great and message. Just, I love that. Yeah, I love sure. that. Well, people need to hear from you more Spence. Um, okay. Now I'm just going to take a stab at this. My next question is who are the three people that you have looked up to or have inspired you? And I'm going to go for just a guess that maybe Bob Goff might be one of them. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And, and I think you would agree with me is the reason why he's been such an influence on me, because at first it was an, it was an, I needed where I was with my walk and my faith was I needed someone other than my parents mm. um, that because I heard it from them, you know, I was in Sunday school every Sunday on right. Wednesday nights and did, you know, I did the church thing. I was mm. all about it. And and, and my parents did a wonderful job of raising me. That's not the point. But I was in the point my faith was like, okay, I needed that mentor right. um, or that person that I really connected to. Um, and so Bob just kind of came in a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, I think the reason why that Bob really correlated to me so much was, number one, I was intrigued by him. It was a fascination to Bob. But by the end of my journey, by reading the books and going out to San Diego and visiting with Bob and being around Bob, it wasn't about Bob anymore. Mm. It was so much about Jesus. And it was so much about, this is just, and I think I heard you say it on the podcast, like, you know, you got to be careful. I said, but like, if there's a guy that's walking this Mm. earth, that's, that just kind of correlates who Jesus was and Mm. who he is, then it was Bob. And so that's who I wanted to be. Like, mm-hmm. how beautiful is it that it was all about Bob and I was so infatuated with him, but in the end, it was nothing to do with Bob. It had everything to do with Jesus, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And so he was a huge influence, obviously. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. I've learned um, through Bob, Don Miller, and all Don Miller's books. I'm reading Scary Close right mm-hmm. now. and It is so good. Um, unreal. Yeah, I'm halfway mm-hmm. through it. Um, and I just want more, more, more. I started with blue like jazz and then yeah. went into scary close. So as far as long distance, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. probably, you know, as far as crazy mentors, those two would be it. But obviously, goodness gracious, my father is definitely yeah. one of my biggest influencers and mentors because he's been there, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that he has my back. You know, right. and I know that he cares just as much about my success as I do. Right. And so you feel really confident and really at peace going mm. to someone like that mm-hmm. with questions and really being super transparent. Um, and so, yeah, my dad, um, Bob, and, you know, I've got a few close friends. Right. And I think that would be if we went back to some of my hurdles, that that would have probably been a hurdle. You yeah. know, I had friends, I had great friends, but none of them were really... Um, how do I say this? None of them really um, understood what I was going through, right? right? So it was like opening up a business at 24. I couldn't really bounce off another 24-year-old. Right, They right. were still setting up, you know, umbrellas in, <laughs> in Florida. And there's nothing wrong with that. Goodness gracious. Right. You know, there, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. That just wasn't where I was. Mm. And so 
it was extremely hard to bounce off of people my age when you go at this thing at an early age, and I'm sure you have similar stories, right. um, but you kind of just feel alone. And so Jesus, Bob, Don, my dad, my family, mm. um, and then, you know, when I opened up, I had butchered a relationship so bad, mm. um, you know, I kind of just went out alone, and I was so ill-equipped. So my family right. was big, 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 and we're just a close-knit family, but those are the people that constantly feed life into me. My mom, obviously, yeah. is a saint. <laughs> she um, is. She really and, is. <laughs> and so she knows what to say, when mm. to say it, and how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, right before this podcast, I, I kind of texted her, and I said, Mom, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've spoke you know, the last few months at different places. And, you know, I really wasn't as near a little, I'm a little nervous <laughs> with this only because uh, number one, you're, you're following one mm. of your mentors and Bob Goff. And mm. number two, it was over the phone. I said, mom, I don't know how I'm going to really handle this, <laughs> right. you know, staring, uh, you know, into a living room, trying to, <laughs> trying to really uh, represent yourself, you right. know? And, and she said, this is so great. This is just my mom. And she said, Spence, this could go horribly bad, but regardless, you're doing the right thing. Uh. And that just gave me so much peace. <laughs> I think she worded it so much better. Right. But she just kind of so said, Spence, funny. you could butcher this thing to pieces, <laughs> but it's still yeah. the right thing to do. And it's just glory to God that you've been asked to do something like yeah, this, right? So and cool. so just the big step and the phone call of doing it, right. you should be super proud of yourself mm-hmm. and move forward. So I was able to breathe. So yes, my mom and my She's dad the and best. Bob yes. and, and people like you, mm. honestly, Sarah, that mm. I get to see from afar, just go and chase and mm. not settle um, and have big goals and big aspirations. That shows me that I'm not an idiot, you know, yeah. that I'm not, that I'm not crazy for thinking and believing the way mm. I do. And I think I um, people like you inspire me so so much. But. Mm, thank you. That's so awesome. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have a pink chair sitting across from me that you're supposed to be sitting in. But yeah. uh, we so we tried this for our listeners listening. We tried this to have him come over. <laughs> but my technology skills are not good. And my amazing um, engineer behind this has helped me so many times. But for me, I'm like, it's so much easier on the phone because I know how to do that connection. And so we yeah. will yeah. get to break bread or break pizza here before too long yes. and get to spend time sure. together. I just appreciate I you. your authenticity and your passion for people. And I really feel like the servanthood that you talk about, it draws people to you, it draws people to your business, it draws people to what you're about. And I just have no doubt that um, it doesn't stop at pizza. You have lots more platforms to go on and I'll be cheering you on as you go. So thanks so much oh, for gosh. your time today. Yes, sir. And likewise, I can't thank you enough um, for feeding my fire and fueling my fire with stuff like this. You have no idea what this does to a a 26 year old just trying to figure out his way, you know. And so when people ask uh, me to do stuff like this, number one, it allows me to reflect Mm. because you just work and work and work and work and work. And you don't really get to sit and talk about what this years look like for me as an entrepreneur, Um, but also just to be like, Gosh, you know, maybe I am doing something right, you know, because most <laughs> days when you're running your own business, you just feel like, gosh, am I like, is this thing going even remotely close to the way it should? So thank you, right. thank you, thank you. I can't mm. wait to see you again. I can't wait to Yay. see you again. Tell Adam <laughs> I said hello. I will. Um, I love you guys so much, but thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Spence. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place. And to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you are destined for greatness.